0: Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. We're doing this, folks. This is it. Right uh, this is, uh, final, uh, this is the final episode of the first season of the Open Bar Talk podcast. And we got a very awesome guest. I'm very excited to have him on the show. Uh, you know, and of course this episode, you know, this show is all about bartenders and the crazy shit that they've seen. Uh, you know, they always, uh, get us drinks and keep us safe. So believe me, uh, they've seen us fuck up and they're going to tell us these stories. Uh, if you want to find me, your host, I'm Jim Search. You can find me at JimSearchComedy.com. Uh, you you can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. I make it super easy for y'all. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can do that, openbartalk at gmail.com. That's a place to uh, send us some emails. We love to hear from everybody uh, who listens to the show. Uh, if you want to find our show, uh, you can do that. It's all over all the platforms. You can go on iTunes. You can go on Stitcher. You can go on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio as well. And, you know, of course, rate and review and subscribe. Give us five stars. Tell us how awesome the show is. We'd really love to hear from you uh, about our show. Now. Without further ado, I'm very excited to have this guest on man. You know, uh you've seen him on Bar Rescue and you know, as you know, uh, some of my listeners, uh you followed uh, the Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap podcast, so you know that this one is special to me that to get one of the uh one of the bartenders from the show on. It's I'm very pumped about it. A uh, Brooklyn native, give it up for Derek Turner everybody. Hey, Derek, how you doing, my friend?
1: What's up, brother? Thanks for having me again, man. Of course, man. I'm glad oh, to I'm have some fun.
0: Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do this, man. And, you know, uh, so as of right now, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're from Brooklyn, but you, you, we were talking before, but you're out in, uh, out in Illinois right now. Uh, I am out, uh, because, you know, uh, life is crazy, uh, you know, with, so, you know, for those of y'all listening right now, uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, coronavirus sweeping the streets right now. <laughs> it's out here heavy in the streets. So a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> definitely have. definitely is headed head for higher water you know what i'm saying so you know i imagine uh it's not bad being uh outside of new york city right now
1: I, I no know. man my mom is so happy that i got out man for one reason it's just that you know i have a nine-year-old uh, uh nine-month-old son and mm-hmm. she's like i'm so happy you got out as soon as this went crazy we were out here since uh february or so okay and uh, i tell you man i have three buddies of mine that work in the uh the health field right all nurses man and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how, like, how does it feel? It has to be crazy. He goes, it's wild. And my buddy, Errol is the only dude that I know that can get off in a time that, like, now he right. had two weeks off. Like, Errol, how the hell did you get off <laughs> of work for two weeks? Like, how? He goes, yeah, I just took off. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. You probably finessed your way through uh, to get out of, out of work. It's, it's, it's so crazy, man. Just it, everything.
0: And, you know, it not only, I mean, on the healthcare side of things, but even on the bar side, like.
1: Oh, we're getting, listen, we're getting decimated, man. It's, it's, it's sad, man. It's, it's, it's really sad is because, you know, you, you go out to drink, you have a good time, you know, you get good food. That, that's because of a person. A person gave you that experience. A right. person made that food. A person made that drink. And now, you know, because we're tip-based, man. People feel that, man. Seriously? People are feeling that. And, uh, there's only so much that, uh, you know, they can survive off of, like, being out of work. It's, it's, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. You know, in the last, uh, you know, so, like, the last three episodes I've done, you know, it's been since this, uh, outbreaks happened. And, you know, every bartender I've had on has been like, look, you know, all the beers at least here and all the beers and drinks here in New York have been like grab and go. Like you you can still, you know, you can still get a drink in, but, Yep. You know, as, you know, as our friend uh, Taffer said, you know, you pay for an experience. That's why you go to a bar. That's
1: why you go. That's why you pay, you know, $40 for a steak that you may get for $25 at, you know, Costco, wherever you, right. you get it. Because you want somebody that has the skill to cook that steak. You want that experience when you have your honeymoon and, you know, you know, somebody serves it. To you. you want that and you can't get those things. You You pay for that experience, man. And, and yeah,
0: it's it's just crazy, man. And I mean, like. You know, it's been, I will say, one of the things that I've seen at least, uh, in this experience is like in the hospitality community and in the bar community, there's been a lot of like GoFundMe's and like, uh, yep. Kickstarters and stuff like that for the bartenders, for the servers, yep. for everybody. And I've seen a lot of places, uh, you know, really, people have really pitched in and stepped up. Uh, to uh, to donate, so you know it's uh, you know we band together, man. You know I definitely have my local water holes that you know I threw yeah. some money in there because it's like I get it. Like I'm a lot of my friends are bartenders and they're out of yeah. work, you know. So. Yeah, and
1: it, I have that same situation with uh, my family at Harding's NYC. Man, they have a GoFundMe right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it's 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 so imperative, man, because you know. It, <sighs> The end of January to February, March, it's usually the slow season, depending on where you are. So it's really a struggle on, you know, naturally. And then on top of that, you have the coronavirus, which is really draining. Now, you know, obviously, hopefully bartenders save. But I, I've been in the industry for about 15 years. So, <laughs> not of right. so you know, they really uh, work off those tips and bust their ass to make it happen, man, and that they can't do that. A lot of them are just starving, man, and, and, and not being able to, you know, get basic needs, man. And that's a, that's hard. That's a hard reality that we have to notice and see what's happening, man. It's, it's, this is what it is. And the hospitality, you know, forget bars at this point. The food industry is just suffering, man. And usually bars are attached to food, not all the time, but some of the
0: time. And it's, 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 it's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. You're, at, you ain't lying, man. Um so, you know, it just, uh, you know, I wanna give a shout out to all the, uh, bartenders and servers and everybody oh, in the hospitality industry right now uh you know honestly yeah get your <laughs> shout out get the, get your shout outs in there man you know this uh this episode will go up uh, in uh, about a month or so but you know you still awesome. want to you know keep uh yeah you know, no of course of show course, some show course. some love man so you know so well you know now that we uh you know we uh, talked a little bit up top here um you know so tell us a little bit about uh how you got into the game man how you got into the the bar industry
1: no, it's it's actually a really, really uh funny, funny story. So in the beginning, out of high school, I always wanted to be a chef. Always, always since I was a boy, wanted to be a chef. So my mom goes, fantastic. You know what? I'll go ahead and uh send you to culinary school. I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. Culinary school is. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, she pays for that, she makes it happen. Sorry about the crows in the back, man. They probably found a body somewhere <laughs> back there. <laughs> but uh <laughs> she sends me to culinary school. I graduate, I'm like, oh, fantastic, I um, I can be a chef now. She looks in my eyes, she goes, go get a real fucking degree now. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? I just finished my dream, I can go ahead and, and be a chef in back of house. And, you know, so I did the kitchen thing, I worked behind as a chef, I did what I had to do, and I realized, listen, I this is not paying too much. Mm-hmm. So, I go back to school, I go to school with visual arts, because I was good at drawing, I can draw, I can do that. Now, fun note, SVA is expensive as shit. So it's like, per semester is almost $60,000 per semester. So I'm doing this, I'm paying for everything, you know, as I go, and I'm working in the back of house, working as a a line cook. It's not paying too much, I'm getting paid maybe, I think at the time it was like nine or eleven dollars, I can't remember, per hour, which was, you know, for, I was like 18, I'm like, this is awesome, but (laughs) when you start to accumulate that, that debt, from, from college, you're like, all right, this is not working out. So then um, I can't do that anymore. I can't be back in house. I have to make more money, so I become a bar back. I start bar backing, and I'm like, yo, listen, this is awesome. How much money am I making a week? <laughs> like, you know, at the time, I was making maybe $1,100 a week, $1,100 to $1,500 a week. You know, that's money in my pocket, man. Easy for cleaning glasses. Boom, I'll do it. And then I start noticing that the bartenders, you know, start calling out, start doing things where, uh, it, I can do better because I had the background of the culinary. Mm-hmm. I realized that I can, you know, create cocktails, uh, match this flavor with this, uh, this spice or whatever it was. Right. And, um, I just kind of, uh, sat and waited on somebody, kind of a vulture, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, all right, that guy called <laughs> out. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, you know, fill in. And I filled in, shift there, shift there. And then typically speaking, you start doing brunches. Brunches are like when you see a bartender at brunch, not necessarily, but some places, if the bartender isn't trained properly, they put you on brunch because you need to get acclimated to the cocktails, the sure. basics. Brunch is really just the basic in cocktails. So uh, I start with that and then I, you know, I quit <laughs> and then I go to another bar. And I just keep going and going and going, learning and and and. fifteen years later, man, here I am. And uh in two thousand fifteen I was top ten in uh top ten in New York City. No, shit, 10, man. uh be a timeout, yeah. So that was just like holy shit. This, this this kid from Brooklyn, man, you know, that needed to pay his college tuition became a, bar pack to a bartender to the best in the city in 2015. And I'm like, God damn, this is awesome.
0: That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, man. And so, so you, so you bartend, so your whole time you were bartending in New York? A majority, yeah. So, okay. I mean, if you, if you, uh, think about it, I've done it. Cruise ships.
1: Okay. I've done, uh, the only thing I haven't bartended is an airport, really. But pretty much any job that, a bartender's there.
0: I've done it. So, like... And air, yeah. So, from, yeah. like, the dive bars all the way up I've done to, like, all. The, the nightclubs and the whole now... Night. Oh, nightclubs are horrid. Oh, right. my...
1: god! <laughs> it's not horrible because it's bad. It's horrible because the customer sometimes can be... Uh, aggressive. Difficult. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's call it aggressive. Let's call it that. And right. funny enough, uh, my wife, she worked, she was a bottle girl <laughs> back in Chicago.
0: Okay. And, uh,
1: so we have so many, uh, like we connect so many things. I'm like, Hey, listen, you remember when, you know, you did the sparkly thing? She goes, yeah, listen, we made a lot of money. You know, you may looked at it as a bartender, like you're stealing from, uh, from me because I could have made that cocktail, poured you that drink, but we right. made money and it's, you know, I was like, nah. I kind of hated that when I saw that because I knew it was taking money out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's it's all uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful industry if you get in with the right people, man. I mean, by the right people, mm-hmm. just get a good
0: team, man. You get a good team, you have a good time. So with with that said, like you know, you get your good team. But like, what is like your favorite? What's what's your most? uh I guess your favorite place to work. What type of bar? you really find that you're you're good in
1: i would have to say it's a hybrid between something that has the volume of a club or lounge Mm
0: -hmm.
1: mixed with uh, a bar that is really focused on craft cocktails so yeah you may take you know 30 to 60 seconds to make a cocktail but you're gonna get that quality drink and i want that volume i want to feel that i don't want to you know just pour you beer and wine and call it a day i i not, you know, talking down to anybody that does that, but it's just not for me. I want to have the clientele. I want to have people that come through. I want to have regulars and, you know, regulars doesn't mean that they're dropping a $1, thousand dollars, a hundred dollars. Just be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, Bob. Right. How you doing? How's the wife? How's the kids? I want to have that clientele, but at nighttime, I want to have something that has a little bit more of a fire underneath it, man. You have mm-hmm. that soul, you have that essence and that's that's what Hardings was. That was the last place that I was, uh, before I was Hardings. We had that dynamic where it was very, very oriented. It was right across the street from t- uh, Tumblr. Uh, it was very quiet in the daytime and then at nighttime, wild. Right. In the best possible way, man.
0: <laughs> well, you know that. That said, you know uh, uh, we uh, we should probably uh, get into the next part of the store uh, show here, where you know we bring our bartenders on, and you know, obviously, being behind the bar 15 years, I'm pretty sure that you have some pretty memorable moments <laughs> and just some like, what the fuck is happening? I can't believe <laughs> this guy is doing this or this lady said that. So that being said, man, what are uh, what are some of your classic? man
1: let's see a classic tale i'm I'm really trying to uh there's so many it's kind of over flooding my head right now but i'll start off there was a a bartender i love her to death Uh, i still speak to her to this day her name was kylie now kylie was just uh a sweet 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 girl but she had fire underneath her like don't fuck with her kind of thing Mm -hmm. but there was this one dude that came in it was a swamped house and um he's like Wave, oh, he was waving his $100 his $100 bill in front of the bartender. Oof. And I see this happening because I'm working Point. When right. if you're not familiar, Point is pretty much corner, the corner of the bar. And at this particular bar, I can see everything. Now, she's working uh, service station. So service station, if you're not uh, acclimated to it, it's where all the drinks from the restaurant come into the uh, the bar. And that bartender has to do that. Now. At that time, she was doing service and she was doing bartending to the customers that are in front of the bar. So she has a lot on her plate. It's very right. stressful. And uh, at this point, I see the guy waving the $100 bill. And she's looking at him saying, hey, listen, I got you. I got you. And he goes, hey, are you going to fucking look at me or not? And I'm like, I go, oh, shit, right, I'm done. I'm like, all right. So I walk over there. I go, hey, my guy, what do you want? He goes, I was asking this fucking bitch if I can get uh uh I think it was like two old fashions again. It was something stupid. Right. I go, uh <laughs> I go right on, man. Uh so I go to my station. I'm not preparing the drink because I'm like, fuck this dude. I'm gonna <laughs> this a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So uh I go, that'll be I forget the price what it was. He gave me the hundred dollar bill. Me being a dick at the time, I took his hundred dollar bill, ripped it up, and threw it in his face. <laughs> I go, Suck the fuck out the bar. Yeah, he goes so he's like, what the – now, you can get Brody. I don't care if you're inside of a lounge, if you're inside of whatever. If you start getting Brody inside of a place that serves alcohol, there's crazier people inside the back of house. There's crazier people that are at the bar. Right. So we all stop servicing like, what's up? So it's like <laughs> – Shit. It's Kylie. Kylie's just in there like, oh, shit. I didn't want this to happen. So it's <laughs> myself. And I'm not a violent dude, but don't be a douchebag. Right. So uh, – uh, Kylie to the side and all back of the house comes out. He goes, no, whatever. Fuck you, please. I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, uh, report you guys. And I go, the owner's right there. And the owner was behind the bars. Like, what's up? <laughs> so that was one situation where, you know, it, it was just wild, uh, as to, uh, just customers, man, you know, don't wave your money at, a, uh, at a bartender. Uh, typically speaking, if somebody waved their money at me or put their finger up, like, oh. Hey, 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 what's up? I would come to them like, "Hey, uh." Where do you guys want to go? He goes, what? I go, well, you're waving me down like a taxi. Where do you guys want to go? Take
0: <laughs>
1: and um, <laughs> they're like, no, I just wanted your attention. I go, well, now you have to wait. Yeah. You know, if we are swamped, we see you. Right. We see you. Now, there are times where bartenders see you. They're just being assholes. That's just a personal vendetta against themselves. <laughs> but <laughs> majority them of the themselves. time uh, – you know, we see you. Just give us a little bit of time. We'll be right next to you. I mean, we all want to get drunk. We want to get drunk. We're behind the bar. You want to get drunk.
0: Let's go ahead and do that. Let's work together on it, man. Yeah. That's, that's all of that it, man. That's what's, that's what's crazy. Like, so what when you ripped up the $100 bill, right? And now, obviously, I'm sure that guy is completely shocked. What Did you, like, get the vibe of other people around you who are just like, what the fuck is going on here right now? No, it was was
1: kind of funny because that interaction was just between him and I, and I think his friend was behind him. No one else saw it. So, again, at this point, it's his word against mine. And, again, I was a douchebag for ripping up that money, but he was an asshole for waving and, and cursing at her and all this other stuff. So that interaction happened between him and I. And I looked into his soul when I did him like, listen, God, you're not going to win this situation right here.
0: That's not, that's not how this is going to go. And no. also, I will say though, like, I wouldn't say that you were a, uh, a douchebag for doing that because behavior doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, like yeah, you absolutely. didn't, like, you didn't, he didn't like play somewhere with you and you didn't just take, didn't, like rip up his hundred dollar bill for nothing. Like that's no, for, why would you do that? You know, it's of like. Course. <laughs> it's him calling your calling your coworker a bitch, then throwing out some order like yeah. he's the fucking king. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah? Yeah. So so how did it end? So like everyone from behind the bar like came out and they ripped. pretty
1: much it came to a screeching halt <laughs> and uh so obviously this was a big bar. We maybe had I wanna say through we call it like six heads deep. Mm-hmm. So that means like six people b bartender. And uh There was quite a few people. They all just turned around like, what's up, man? And other people like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why? Well,
0: because they're not serving. Like, no one's serving anything. Yeah, no one's serving right now.
1: And uh, (laughs) I mean, he pretty much was like, whatever, man, just walked out the bar and that was it. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing he can possibly do because, again, that interaction was between solely me and him. Mm -hmm. And as I said, his friend behind him. But that was about it. Otherwise that, if he calls a cop, I'm like, listen, that didn't happen. Am I gonna lie? Yes. yes. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely not lie in that situation. Like, no, he's a belligerent drunk asshole. We wanted him to try to escort him off the premise. He's not there.
0: I've, uh, oh, historically... Yes. As someone who's hung out in uh, bars uh, as long as I have, I will say, uh, no story that you tell the police ever gives them a good footing if you say, "So I was drinking and, or I'm drunk." I was trying to
1: order this drink. I was trying to order this drink.
0: My money. Yeah, like cops generally just go, "Oh, so you're drinking right now?" Okay. It's like, so, yeah,
1: but I only had like four or five shots. That's about it, man.
0: Yeah, I'm totally, t- I'm totally fine. Like, well, no, I can drive if I wanted to. Yeah, let me, let me just get my, get my shit together. Don't worry about me bro you know what i mean so yeah, that's, so that's that's fucking that's pretty funny man now yeah. well let me ask you so you know you've seen uh you've uh, bounced or this guy got you know i guess left on his own accord right yeah um, of course have you uh have you ever seen what's like the craziest like you've seen someone get thrown out like i'm talking like
1: okay bo- so the, the craziest situation that i saw what well, all right so the problem is if you have a problem with a bartender or a bouncer whatever it is just let it go for the most part sometimes you run into you know assholes on both sides a mm-hmm. bartender could be a jerk a bouncer could be a jerk to you but do not and i repeat this do not throw glassware around the bar <laughs> because no one is going to no no one's going to win at all no so a situation with uh obviously a guy got too belligerent mm-hmm. he's drinking like listen can you calm down a little bit and i i think i was in LES which is lower east side mm-hmm. and um I can't remember the, damn, so many places I work, I can't remember the bar itself, but, um, we just be cool, man. Just be chill, relax, right. just calm down, sober up a little bit. We can deal with you later. So there's a bar, not a bartender, a, a waiter walking around with drinks on her, uh, her tray, and she's walking, walking, walking. He gets into a dispute, this guy with a bouncer. So the bouncer's fucking massive. And massive. is that a club? Or this this a, is at a lounge. A lounge. Okay. Lounge. All right. So this is why lounges typically do not have glass. But this lounge where I worked had glass. So I think you guys know where this is This is going. So the bouncer's like, hey, listen, now, you know what? Fuck you. You have to go out. You have to go. He goes, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. This guy picks up a pint glass, throws it with no accuracy, misses the, the bouncer by like five feet. Like <laughs> it's a huge gap. Hits a waiter in the face. Hits Fuck. away in the face. Now, one of the two things can happen. It can hit, and then it can bounce off her face, and then fall on the ground. She just has a swollen eye. Right. It's hit her face, and shattered, shattered, and cut her face up like I've never seen before. God now, damn. You remember that cut in Scarface from like straight down his eye? Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. That cut
1: yeah. was on the side of her face, God. and there was flesh flapping. Oh, so. Jesus. So I see that and I'm like, okay, there's not much I can do in that situation because there's a giant that's going to murder him right now. <laughs> yeah. So he picks up the guy, he starts duffing him out and throws him out the bar. Like that is, that was the most justified throwing out I saw. We obviously we press charges on the guy. Sure. But
0: God damn, man.
1: Like it was, it was bad because. She was just uh, a
0: casualty that you know. She was just doing her job. (laughs) Yeah, that's an innocent bystander.
1: Yeah, and she was holding her. She was she was waiting tables. She had all glasses, and the impact of a pint glass hitting a face
0: in a lounge. That
1: noise. it's it's uh, it's crazy it's like a
0: popping noise oh my god man yeah I, yeah and, yeah and i can't like and i can just imagine like how like the needle skips off the record with that oh yeah thing, sure. it's man. like sure now you know it's
1: an oh shit moment
0: yeah it's it's a whole yeah it's a oh shit or like is she gonna die moment because it's oh, like listen that's real you know that's, that's real. there's a there's you know there's Fucking shit in your face that you probably don't want to have cut up, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! So, so the so the bouncer beats the shit out of this guy, right? Yes, justifiably. I was so, so happy like, about
1: justifiably, I was so
0: happy about yeah, that. I don't think you're going to find a, a bar uh, bartender court in the world that's going to uh, rule in the favor of this. No, guy. I'm
1: not going to rule against that at all. I'm like, no. yeah, that, I'm surprised he made it out the club. Yeah, the club right.
0: Was- because yeah, like you're fucking throwing a glass, like so she. I- like and why? <laughs> like that's I guess that's my thing, is is like you why There's no reason for that. There's no reason, no rhyme, no reason for that shit at all. So after he so the guy beats the shit out of the dude, right? What like what's going on with the girl? Like I mean with the waitress. Uh she,
1: we called EMT. We uh and that's pretty much it because at that point I didn't really know she was new, which sucked even more. Oh she my was God. she was maybe two weeks in and that's what happened. So I didn't know too much. I just know that she never returned, but I know that she was okay because okay. obviously, you know, that can be a liability on the uh on the uh the lounge itself for not protecting their workers, xyz yada yada yada. But um I just never saw her again. I just know that she uh she was fine ultimately at the end, but god damn. Damn. And that's I I really imagine that 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 sound. I can't get out of my head. It's just like a like break a
0: bottle on the on the ground. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. And, and then, you know, like, we've all heard broken glass, but then put a face behind that, you know? What yeah. I mean? and, and pine I, glasses
1: have a thick bottom too, man. Yeah. So she got
0: twice. Yeah. It's like, it's like a punch and a cut all in one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one fucking swoop, man. God damn. And like, yeah. I can't imagine there's probably someone on a date, you know, <laughs> they're like out there. Oh,
1: man. Oh. Know? Oh, speaking about that, it's funny that you brought that up. You said date. Yeah. So uh there was a place that I was working, and um one thing that I have never mastered is the art of balancing glasses on a tray. I can't do it.
0: Okay. I, I
1: just can't do it. When you see dudes giving you your food and they have three plates, tip them 30% and up. Please, it is it's so hard to do. It. I just don't have that magic to do it. Right. So these people just got married. They came from City Hall. They had their wedding dresses, uh what have you. And they have their entourage with them and they want champagne, obviously, because they're celebrating. Sure. Now, uh, uh, my old boss was like, hey, listen, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, pour them out some champagne around, around on the house? So I go, listen, I, 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 I'm not going to pour it and then walk it to them because I'm going to spill it on everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So he goes, no, 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 you have it. I go, I am not doing it. So I get. <laughs> I get the bottle. I bring it to the table because I don't trust myself. I have the glass where I lay it down right there. I mm-hmm. pour them the drinks, beautiful. So what happens? They go, hey, listen, you're really nice. you know celebrate with us? I go, yeah. You're gonna pay for it. You're gonna tip me. I'm celebrating with you. You just got married. Right. I forgot that I can't balance stuff in my hand. So- <laughs> I pour the drink out. I try to balance it. I'm walking over and I feel it tipping. I did like you have to have a nice center of gravity. You have to know where everything is. I didn't know where that was. So I spilt my champagne all over the bride and groom. <laughs> right after they, uh, they got married and, uh, When I spilt it I said I am so sorry to them, I'm so sorry and I looked at my my old boss and go, I fucking told you. I told you I can't do that. He goes, I said you didn't have to do it. I'm like, damn, I'm drunk. My bad.
0: (laughs) I didn't hear that as a part of the as a part of that (laughs) as an option. So pretty much. It's almost like, uh, you know how like when you win the Super Bowl, you uh, pour the Gatorade on the coach, like they got married, and you pour the champagne on them to celebrate. Uh, Yeah, and
1: uh, that instead of a you know Adidas tracksuit, it was a
0: it was a dress, a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, for better or worse, that is a day they are never going to forget.
1: No, that, that no, is, no, no.
0: That will live on forever in there. I probably made
1: their relationship stronger. He's like, man, when that bartender spilled champagne on me, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's probably a good omen.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's like when a bird <laughs> shits on you, it's good luck when a bartender spills <laughs> Some, champagne on you.
1: Somewhere in Ireland, that's a, that's a tradition. Mm-hmm. It's like you must pour champagne on your bride and groom
0: for, to signify good to for, for well. For a 100 years of good luck, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what that looks like. Uh, sure. So, so now, have you? So, like, as a bartender, right? You know, you certainly have to have seen a fair share of first dates, and oh, you know yeah. all of those. Uh, so, do you do you have any of those? Uh, current, my, like- my favorite ones were Tinder dates because. Yeah. All right, so we had a regular. Uh, it's bad. I forgot her name.
1: Really, really beautiful woman, but I never realized, like, understood why she couldn't find someone. And then, you know, a couple years of coming to the bar, you realize that okay, she's she's a little off. Ah. So, we used to have a system where she would bring dudes maybe once or twice a week. And, um if I asked her if she wanted a Coke, that means he was cool. If I, if I asked her if she wanted ginger ale, that means she was kind of an asshole or I just, something was weird about him. Okay. And, um, that was our system for that. Now that's one, that's a situation of seeing first dates, you know, on a regular basis. But, the weirdest thing is, uh, seeing these first dates. That clearly came off of Tinder. Right. And uh, it was just, just awkward. It was like awkward. Like, hey, so what do you do for work? All right. So I know this chick. I know that dude. And it was just very odd. It's nothing. I, I, I haven't really seen anything out of the norm, but it's just usually not good. Like, just, <laughs> just don't go to like. All right. Now, this is coming from a dude that met his wife at a bar from a bar that he worked at. I had a buffer because she was a regular. Right. So okay. she worked right across the street. You know, go just go out to dinner. Bars are cool. But just go to dinner, man. Like you're- give your give yourselves that intimate time. Again, that's my opinion. I can be completely wrong. But first dates are always just awkward at bars when you know, especially if you're using an app to find a person in my in my opinion.
0: Look, I'm, I'm in, I'm right there with you, man. Like, you know, my, uh, my girlfriend, uh, you know, should do a little side-sitting, but like, you know, I, I never fucked with like, uh, the dating apps or anything like that. Like, yeah, get I it, met, like- met my girlfriend real time, man, because you know, there's so much that gets lost in translation. I feel oh, like sure. those apps. And then like, if you go to a bar, you bring a, you bring your date to a bar, you know, you're going to be nervous. There's going to be a couple drinks yeah. that are going to, you know, yeah. that are going to be unnecessarily. So, and that shit's going to fall apart, man. You know?
1: Yeah. And I've seen both sides of where it's just like, ah, oh, that
0: didn't go. Here's a drink. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: so sorry. That went bad for you. I'm so
0: sorry. Are but, you- um, yeah. Yeah, don't uh so you you heard it here first, folks. Don't uh <laughs> you uh, you're better off uh just uh finding a uh finding a, a find good a, restaurant. Find a good restaurant, exactly. That's make that's, a reservation, mm-hmm. make time, make time to learn somebody and you know what?
1: You probably have a better chance to realizing if you genuinely like the person or you know, maybe they were just drunk. Like just have food. Yeah. Have food <laughs> sit at a table Eat. enjoy yourselves. Learn each other and be done with it. And then, and then call it a day, man. (laughs) Because typically speaking, when you go on a date at a bar, it either goes really, really good or really obscenely bad. Now, obviously, there may be a gray area, but usually it's not. It's like, nah, that guy was an asshole. No, that chick was an asshole. Done.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's gonna be ginger ales. Right. <laughs> ginger ale's all day. There's gonna be a lot of ginger ale's. I think it's, I think it's funny that she had a system that, like, again, there's been so many dates that she had, to, like, the Coke and ginger ale system in you place. Know, the funny part, the Coke and ginger ale, uh, was my idea because I saw her
1: come with so many dudes. I'm like, she goes, so what do you think about that dude? I'm like, I don't know. And I was kind of a jerk because, like, they was just, they were the same guy. Right. They were the same guy, different tie, different button up. So I'm like, uh, uh, how he ordered his drink. If he ordered his drink before her drink, I'm like, nah, that guy's an asshole. Right. Like things like, like small things like that, because if you're bringing, as I said, two dudes a week, we we have to dumb it down now. We have to make it easier. Process elimination. We have to triage the situation and see what actually is working. (laughs) So, uh, You know, that was just my system that I came up with her and ultimately, uh, I think she's married now, but guess what? She she didn't meet him at a bar. She met him at a... I think it was a dating app though, but like Christian Mingle or something like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, and that that has its own filtering system. I think. Which, <laughs> oh, sure. You know sure. what I mean? I think it's funny to go to go from Tinder to Christian Mingle is like there's. That's it's pretty a, hilarious, actually. That's it's a really funny. That's a real heel turn of a of a dating <laughs> situation, right? She like, found what she needed. Yeah, so I'm happy for her. You can't can't knock her for that, man. You know, no. found found what she's looking for. Exactly. Um, so now, uh, let me ask you, so you've seen, uh, so you've seen dates on one side, uh, now what about like, like bar fights? Like have you seen any of those like, oh my uh, god, these motherfuckers. Fights.
1: I would have to say not fights, maybe altercations as to a punch being thrown here and then dudes swarming on a, like a bunch of other dudes and that's about it. Right. But right, typically not too much. It's mainly, you know, get the fuck out of this bar. You're not doing this here. Get up. Gotcha. And that's pretty much it. Nothing too crazy, thankfully, that I can remember. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back to you and like, I'm like, oh, hold on. I have something for you. <laughs> you know, the, the problem is it, in this industry, being in there for 15 years, everything that doesn't become hazy, but it definitely just kind of melts together and you have to just sit back and go. Holy shit! This actually happened,
0: right? Right? And, uh,
1: right? right. So I'm pretty sure by the end of this podcast, before we're done, I'll be like, "Oh, I remember something." Yeah, but that's no. my recollection at the moment.
0: That's fair enough. Fair enough. You know, it's funny because it's like you know, I've in outside of the podcast. You know, I have again I have friends who have been in the bar industry, and uh, uh, I t- like I've pitched them about the show. And like, they're like, you know, I have so many stories. And then like two hours later, I'll get a text just like, I remember what I was going to tell you. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Cause it's like, there's so much, so much info that's in there, man. Yep. Which, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's just, that's just how that goes. But no, that's the way it is. So, you know, we were talking uh, before we got on the show. Um, but you know, we are, uh, both bar, bar rescue, uh, alumni. Right. Yes, sir. And well, you know, tell so you can know, talk. You, can you talk a little bit about how John found you, or how that experience went for you?
1: Yeah, of course. So, um, as I said before, in 2015, I became uh, top 10 uh, bartenders in New York City, and then that's when I started getting brand ambassadorships and all this other stuff, doing crazy stuff. This is in 2015. I'm like, what? Okay, I'm down with that. This is cool. You right. know, 10 years in the game at the time, I'll take this. This exposure. So I'm sitting there and, um, I get a phone call at my job. I'm like, all right, this is weird. And the hostess goes, Hey, uh, somebody's calling you saying something about bar rescue. I go, what? They go, yeah, it's Spike TV. At the moment, this wasn't Paramount Networks. This was Spike TV. Right. And I go, I know exactly what that is. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. That's fucking So, sad. uh, I called them back and go, Hey, listen, this is Derek. Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> we the would love to have you on the show, but before you do that, can you send us a, a, a video of you making XYZ? I'm like, yeah. I go, you hostess, come here right now. Film me doing this. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, I filmed something else. Sent it. To they go, yeah, definitely. We'll fly you out next week. And that was how I got into the whole, uh, bar rescue. I was kind of scouted. I don't know how they found me. They just found me no, and, sure. um, from 2015 up to now, I've been on the show and it's been—it's it, so fun. That—that's a fun show, man. And for everyone that thinks that it's not, it's fake. This was a dude that used to watch it before and was just like, "There's no possible way these people are this obscenely crazy mm-hmm. and it's just like terrible at what they do." No, it's that. It's that. <laughs> you go in there and we do and we do do it, I, Well, let me not say we because I just go there and say. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. Let me show you how to do this correctly. But the people that make that show work are the crew of Bar Rescue. They right. are a, like, number one, the nicest crew I've ever worked with. James Gingoyle. That's oh, my guy. Right that's there. my guy. I know yeah. James. Yeah, that's the that, dude. That's my guy. Um, it's uh, Beth, like just good people, man. Yeah, for real. Good people. Good, they know this stuff those people that demolish the whole place and redo it again it's so crazy how they do it in in the time frame and it's just it's fun too man you know i get to be on the other side i'm like holy shit why is the camera pointing in my face so it's a fun experience man
0: now after after being on the show um and then like kind of going back into the bartending like doing regular gigs and stuff um, did people recognize you from the show and be like, "Hey, were you that bartender on the show?"
1: Did in the in beginning, there? no, and then the beautiful thing about Paramount, uh, there's reruns. Sure, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, like COVID nineteen, you turn on Paramount Networks and you go, "Oh, that is that dude." So actually, <laughs> I was doing, uh, I was doing a shoot for another. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but this is at the end of two thousand and nineteen. And this couple came and they go, I see them like whispering. I'm like, what, what are they whispering about? Because me, I'm just, this is a job to me. I'm not looking sure. at anything else. And, uh, they're pointing to me. Like, okay. What are they pointing? I'm about to get arrested or something. I'm, this is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jail. Then, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, they come and they go, Hey, listen, are you Derek from Bar? I'm like, yeah. She goes like, she looks to her husband. She goes, I like, fucking knew. I told you I have a picture. I'm like, yeah, sure. You can have a picture, but you know, through the time I've, I've been on the show till now, 2015 till now. Yeah. It's people. I've been stopped before people. I'm like, Hey, you're that dude. I'm like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And funny part is, uh, back in the day, I used to wear a hat, right. uh, like Phil Will. Phil yeah. Will. Shout out to him. Obviously, he was, he's a veteran, veteran on that show. He's awesome. But I used to wear the hat as well, and I'm, you know, new to this. So the crew used to call me, uh, Phil Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and the coming through, I'm like, ah, you guys are fucking assholes, but that's pretty fucking awesome.
0: That's so, weird.
1: Uh, now when you get uh you get a call sheet every time you uh you know, for day one, day two, three, four, five, six, seven, you get a call sheet of what's happening mm-hmm. and they say, uh, JT John Taffer, he breaks it down, Habus and he's gonna be here this time, and then they would have instead of Derek Turner, they would have Phil Jr. I'm like, You guys are fucking <laughs> ass So it was it's just a running gag that's going on. It was pretty awesome, man. Again, the the crew of that that show
0: is amazing.
1: Yeah, they're and good. I, I got lucky, man.
0: That's uh I got that's- lucky. That's great. And great. so how many so how you've been on tw- what? How many times you've been on?
1: Uh I've been on it's going on 12. 12 episodes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 12 episodes. I
1: filmed a couple
0: before uh this whole outbreak happened. And uh yeah, man, it's that's awesome, it's a, man. It's a fun fun gig, man. Well, you know, you know, for uh you know, cuz again a lot of my uh, folks who listen to this show certainly still uh, uh, tap into bar rescue, so they're going to have to be on the lookout.
1: Yeah. Um, you know. I'm
0: just scattered. You know, it's just like, I'm a little, uh, I'm like
1: pepper inside salt. You have to find me but when you see me, you see me.
0: <laughs> I like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a good analogy. So, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, uh, giving us the stories here and right on, you know, man. we're going to, we're going to get into our, uh, we're going to get into our next segment, right. Which is, uh, questions for the guest, right. Which, you know, um, We, uh, we here at the show, uh, I wish I was more clever to come up with like a different name for it. Mm -hmm. And cause you know, it's like, I could have done inside the actor studio sort of stuff. Like these are my top 10 questions. Um, (laughs) but you know what, again, I'm certainly not, uh, not that clever. So, you know, I, uh, so the first question, right. Is what is your pet peeve of a customer? What's the one thing that uh, really just say, you know what? Y'all need to do that.
1: I think it's what, you know, the, the story I had before is just waving money or waving your hand. Mm-hmm. I, I think those are the things don't give money at a bartender and do not like if I if you made eye contact with me and Let's you see. see I'm in the swamps. I got you. Just give me a couple minutes. Listen, you can go back and have your conversation. Stay at the bar. But if I made eye contact with you, I saw you, give me a second. You're not the only person here. So don't wave your money at me and don't raise your uh, you know, your finger like, hey, what's up? Uh, hey, here, here, here. I see you. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: So Because
1: I'm going to ignore you and then you won't get
0: anything. And man. then I will tell my tenders, listen, you see that douchebag over there? Don't serve them. Like, make them, make them wait. Make So, that is a, uh, so word to the wise folks. Uh, be a normal person. Yeah. Eye contact is, eye contact is the key, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's the main that's takeaway. T- Alright, so, second question. What is a myth people have about being a bartender? What's
1: the one thing? Uh. A myth about being a bartender. Now, this is kind of hard because usually the myths are pretty true uh, with a lot of things. So I'm trying to really
0: decipher what myth. Or at least uh, to you personally, where it's just like, you know, to that's, me personally, like that's not really like, you know, from what you've heard over the years, I
1: guess. OK, so I guess the myth maybe is a little bit more of a timestamp as to bartenders make a shit ton of money or sometimes they don't make any money. Depending on where you go, those both can be true, right? Some, I think myths are like, oh, listen, you made a hundred K this year. I've made, like there's some years that I made like 110, 130 a year just bartending, mm-hmm. not even with cash tips. Right. But sometimes I'm like, yo, listen, I'm struggling. As I said before, like January, February, March, there are sometimes, you know, back in the day where I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to make it.
0: Right, but right, right.
1: half hour through. That's why you see sometimes bartenders have maybe one or two gigs because they may work at a restaurant and then they work at a lounge or a club, something like that, mm-hmm. where they can make up the difference. But I think one of the myths are that, as I said before, bartenders make a shit ton of money or bartenders don't make any money at all. Okay, I, I think it's a, that, that's a weird way to answer that, but I think
0: that's the best thing. Like I've been on both sides. No, I get it. We're, I get it. Yeah, I, get it. I understand. It. I understand. Uh all right. So what is speaking of that, uh this leaves me actually a good segue to our next question, which is what is the biggest tip that you've ever received? What's the biggest in one oh. like one exchange?
1: So are we talking pool tip or are we talking uh tipped individually?
0: Tipped individually, like guy okay. like, you know, like sits down at the bar, you know, has been drinking and then says, Here you go.
1: I think the biggest tip, and I'm not gonna call him out because I still talk to him actually, because he's pretty awesome. I don't know if his uh his company knew that he did this. Right. They probably found out. But uh it was about uh eighteen hundred dollars, eighteen to seventeen hundred dollars on Pappy Van Winkle. God damn. Yeah. That's yeah shit. and <laughs> sorry, my <Yeah>. mind's like <laughs> I can't remember and the only reason why I remember that is because uh we didn't finish the pappy, we just opened up the pappy. And uh if you guys don't aren't familiar pappy van winkle is a bourbon that's really 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 expensive. Uh I can't go into details because it takes too long to why it's so why it's it's so expensive, but he just wanted 2 ounces of it. I pour 2 ounces. He goes, "All right, pour one for yourself." And I go, "I'm not going to do that because it's expensive. This is kind of rare." He goes, "Don't worry about it." And uh you know, I'd it for myself and, you know, again, he was a regular and he just tipped me on that. I'm like, what the, God. I'm going to I'm going to call him Josh.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm Josh. like, Josh,
1: uh, <laughs> why? He goes, because you're awesome, man. I, I love you. you. You're like, cause he had, he was having problems with his, his at the moment wife and all this stuff and, uh, right. with therapists for some people. So, oh, for sure. He's just a good dude, man. And, uh. I still keep in contact with him. He's 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 awesome. He's an awesome guy. He's like, why did you just pay my rent forever? Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome before he tipped me that. Okay,
0: he was really he was just he was awesome before that. Well, shout out to you, Josh. You know, taking <laughs> care taking care of your bartenders. Yep. Uh, all right. So next question: If you owned your own bar, what would you name it? Red House. Red House. Okay, where does it Red
1: House, the only reason why is because uh, one of my favorite songs are Jimi Hendrix, and that's the main reason why I actually uh, am out in Illinois at the moment is to open up uh, my bar. But obviously that's been halted because of COVID. But um, Fair enough. It would be uh, Red House for the main reason. Uh, I love Jimi Hendrix, and there's a cocktail that I used to make called the Red House, and I'll give you the specs real quick because it is delicioso. It is two ounces of mezcal, one ounce of uh, lemon juice, one ounce of, uh, lime juice, a dash of, uh, agave, and one ounce of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, shit, Campari. Mm. You stir that up,
0: it sounds wild. I. Can it's get, awesome. I can get into that, actually. I mean, I'm not like a heavy tequila dude, but like, that actually sounds really fucking good. Yeah.
1: And the reason why I call it The Red House is because Jimi Hendrix has a song called The Red House, and it's about, uh, the girl that he was dating, Left him, left him cold, cold, just gone. He came back into the house, gone. So right there, it's a little sadness and I sadness and bitter. Mm. They don't, but they, they correlate, right? So I go, okay, bitter. And then just the guitar is just bright and energetic. That's why you have the citrus, the lime and the lemon. And then you have the mezcal, the smokiness of his voice. Mm. And then at the end, he goes, don't worry. I got your sister instead. The sweetness at the end that you get from (laughs) the itself is just what that song overall was. So I'm like, this is the Red House. And that's why I wanted to name something the Red House because you get everything. A balanced cocktail you should have, not an umami, but it should touch your senses. You should see it. You should taste it with everything. You should feel it. You should smell it. it, That's just what I would name a place, the Red House, if you guys – Steal that! I'm going to coin that
0: term right now, and I will sue you. I'm yeah,
1: <laughs> you, you heard it here.
0: Don't don't bite. No, don't bite no, the red house. No, no, it's all good. I'm just joking. It's it's funny. That's uh. Well, that's that again. That's. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta applaud you, man, on just really walking through, like, the whole immersive experience of that drink. You know what I mean? Like,
1: ah, uh, thank you, man. In,
0: in, in connection with, with the song. That's really fucking, that shows the artistic side of this shit, man. Uh thank you, brother. Um, so, well, then that actually, I mean, I feel like we got the answer to that, my final question, but, uh, what's your favorite drink to have? Would it be the Red House? Oh, or, my like, favorite what, drink to have. Now,
1: ooh. I don't. Uh, this is kind of hard because
0: what's the situation? Am I
1: going yeah. out? Am I am I going out with my buddies? Am I doing it at home?
0: Okay, so that's you know what that's a fair question to a question as to where it is. Um, all right, so I'm going to say what's your favorite drink to have at home? Like it's just a you know we'll say like a, a lazy Sunday, like you know what it's Sunday afternoon. Let me have a little drink. What would that What would that be for
1: you? That would have to be uh, an anejo, a really good anejo on the rocks. That's about it. Okay. Just something where you have a nice upper, very simple. I'm not too crazy on the cocktails when I go uh, when I'm home, just for the main reason I want to. If I want to have a couple, I don't want to have to like you know go out for juices or ingredients. I just want to be able to pour it and let it sit and sip, be That's done it. with it. That's what I like to have particularly. And that is uh, airplane flying yeah. above. That's about 47. <laughs> 747 from my eyes, not playing.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so an immersive uh, experience here on this podcast. You get, you're going to get everything here, folks.
1: Oh, uh, man. But, um, yeah, just uh, an Anejo on the rocks. I'll take a Reposado as well. But if I'm going out with yeah, like well, my buddies, like a decent bar or whatever like that, I just ask for a regular old-fashioned. And the reason why I do that is because it's one of the most basic cocktails that a bartender should know. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, I like to drink that because I, I enjoy it. It's good flavor. It's three steps, Angostura, sugar cube, a little bit of bourbon. You want to get fancy, have an orange peel, but it's basic, right? Right. So it's easy to drink and it's easy to make, but then I can also judge the rest of my night from the bartender and be like, hey, listen, they made a bomb, bomb, old-fashioned. They probably know how to make XYZ cocktail or yada, yada, yada. Interesting. So that's – yeah that's how I gauge it, and you know obviously, I don't go out there as like oh this is this is terrible, I'm not gonna do that. My wife would tell you different, but uh, <laughs> uh overall, man, I just you know its it's a good drink. that's what I'd like to have. it's simple and it's quick,
0: and you know again, I think it's interesting that that you you use that as kind of the litmus of like where 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 can we go
1: with this. Absolutely. It's like, how far can we go? If I see you muddling cherries inside your old fashioned, I'm going to go to beer next.
0: That's just (laughs) me. That's going to, that's going to, I may, I may borrow that from you. Yeah, man. Trust me. It's fun. That's a, that's a, that's a good little tell. So, all right. So those are our uh, five questions uh, for our guest, right? And now uh, we're going to get into our final segment, which is uh, my personal favorite, uh, which is called, what were you drinking? Now, uh, for those of you listening who are new to the show, uh, I have a pretty messy Facebook timeline. Uh, there's a lot of people on there who post a lot of things. And, you know, it often begs the question I ask myself is, what were you drinking when you decided to write that <laughs> and tell the world? So I thought it would, be, uh, it would be great to have our bartenders who come on the show who have seen so many people drunk over the years who can pinpoint exactly what someone's drinking to help us out and figure out. What were they drinking? So, Derek, I'm going to read a post here. and Fantastic. And uh, you uh, tell me from your insight and expertise in the world of alcohol, what do you think this person was drinking? All right, here we go. Sure, let's go. Let's get <laughs> it. Thanks for all the birthday wishes, everybody. Now just picked up my phone from the police station, and they actually let me walk out of there. That was a good thing. <laughs> what do you think that guy might have been drinking When he Uh, decided to arrest. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of layers. uh, So I can. So all right.
1: So he got arrested, Mm -hmm. and he's walking out. Birthday wishes. Birthday wishes. He's with his probably his boys, uh, probably not his girlfriend at the moment or wife, whoever, boyfriend, whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So I'm saying he was partying. So he was doing shots of tequila for sure. Okay. He was doing shots of tequila. And then he switched it up to uh, a cheap beer because the tequila got too heavy. Got it. So I'm going to say tequila and uh, let's go trashy. And this is just my opinion. <laughs> let's go trashy and uh, say he was drinking uh, Coors Light with, tequila. <laughs> with Well, damn. tequila.
0: He does you know what he deserved to be arrested and had his phone taken away from him for those decisions, so thank you uh for uh able to really pinpoint uh the accurate you know the very accurate diagnosis of what is gonna get you uh your phone taken away from you by the police uh and then them allowing you to walk out maybe there's some saving grace in there but what we'll somewhere that. it's some it's somewhere in there somewhere. So, uh, that is, uh, so that is our, uh, what were you drinking? Thank you, Derek, for, uh, got helping it, us brother. out here, uh, figuring that out. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, so that's our show and that is our season finale of, of the Open Bar Talk podcast. And I'm so, uh, happy you could come on and do the show here, my friend. Thank uh, you, We brother. appreciate, uh, having you on the show. Uh, is there uh, anything you want to plug before you get, uh, before we get out of here, uh, where people can um. find you?
1: You can find me at D Turner J. That's D T U R N E R J. That's my, uh, what do you call it, my Instagram. Again, my wife hates that I don't have a big Instagram, but I'm not, I'm old school. So just <laughs> go there, check it out. Uh, and that's pretty much it, man. I mean, thank you for having me. This was fun. This is fantastic, man. Oh, this good. Seems, I'm oh, glad, good.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed uh, coming on the show here. Uh, so, you know, if you want, oh, you're going to say something?
1: Yeah, and one more thing. Uh if you guys are in the city in New York, uh go to Harding's N Y C. That's H A R D I N G S N Y C. It is thirty two East Twenty First Street between Park and Broadway. Those are my guys. See Bradley, tell him that you sent me and you'll still get charged.
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly what you get there, my friends. Um but yes, uh go check that out. Uh, you know, and again, uh if you want to find uh the show. Uh, you can do that on all the platforms. You can go on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, on iTunes, uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, we really appreciate, uh, everybody who, uh, tunes in, taps into the show. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, you know, email, uh, email the show. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from everybody. If you want to find me, uh, you know, I'm at JimSearch on all the social media fronts. Uh, JimSearchComedy.com. You know, normally I have, uh, shows posted there, but because no one's allowed to gather more than groups of (laughs) ten, uh that ain't happening for a minute. So uh once all the shit blows over, I'll have some shows out. Um, and you can go uh, check me out there. So uh do all that and uh you know, uh watch Bar Rescue uh because you may see uh two of the folks who've been on this show on that show. So make sure you make sure you go do that. And uh you know again, uh Derek, thank you so much for uh Thank you brother for having me for uh being our uh, season finale here. And uh you know, as I say always, uh, put a water between each drink and I will see you next season. Peace.